The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. By tomorrow, I will rule the world! You think he's gone? He's not gone! That's the whole point! He's never gone! Is this some radical new therapy? You see? Hey! <laughs> well, I mustn't have been paying attention When you were just talking to me Do you think that you could repeat the question? Can't get it to post on Facebook again. Yeah, Facebook's been being great yet again. Facebook's just so awful. Alright, there it is. Hey. I think Melvin Taylor needs a female Melton. Right here. Right here. Hit me up. Oh, the weeks are new, Anna. Everybody. Ba, 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 ba. All right. What do you think? Ready? Start the show. Ready? Oh, I don't mind just a little. Somebody will just come in and let you sing. Like for a whole show. Sure. Yeah. What I do, so I'd be happy to. All right. Hi, how you guys doing? My name's Tom Duggan here at the Paying Attention Podcast. Hi, atop Two Guys Smoke Shop at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. Now, if you're looking for a Christmas present for that guy in your life who smokes cigars, Two Guys Smoke Shop is the place to be. I was on my way in to do the show, and there was like five people looking to get uh, gift cards mm-hmm. for their significant others. Um, and I've never seen that many women here in, in Two Guys Smoke I Shop. I did before. ask that the other day. I said, is this the biggest time when you see an influx of women to buy <laughs> that are buying cigars for their husbands and significant others? And they said, absolutely. So, so this is the place to come. Come pick up uh, some Perdomos or uh, get a, a gift card for your significant other here at Two Guys Smoke Shop. They do a lot for the community, too, by the way. We don't talk a lot about that, but maybe we'll spend a show doing that. Uh, mm-hmm. i got a very, very busy show, so I'm not going to... I'm not going to fool around, talk about a bunch of different little things and jump around. Um, I, I, want, I have like three things that I want to just mention at the top of the show, and then I'm going to get right into things. Uh, I want to thank Tenaris Tires on Broadway in Lawrence. Yesterday, I was on my way to uh, a meeting for the Greater Lawrence Sanitary Board Retirement Board. I heard there were shenanigans going on down there. Joyce Campagnone was nice enough to give us a call, give us a heads up. I was on my I got two flat tires in my car when I came out of my office. Oh. So I'm like, what do I do? So I, get, I go to Tenaris Tires. It's like 1 o'clock in the afternoon. They're so busy. I looked. There was like nine cars. 
I said, how long do you think it'll take? Like, I'm thinking, you know, maybe it's going to be like an hour, two hours. Yeah. She said, Tom, we'll have you in and out in 20 minutes. Whoa. I said, you got like 30 cars here. How are you going to have me in and out in 20 minutes? She said, Tom, we'll have you in and out in 20 minutes. Well, of course, she said it in Spanish. Um, <laughs> and I said, okay. So I went in my car and I'm on my phone and I'm playing my game. And 10 minutes later, she texts me and says, okay, bring your car in. And I was literally in and out of there by like, you know, I waited like 10 minutes and it took them maybe another 10 minutes to do the tires. I was in and out of there in 20 minutes. So I want to thank everyone at Tanaris Tires. By the way, they're open. It's a free plug. They're open 24-7. I remember about five years ago, I got stuck in Boston with a flat tire and I had to tow the car all the way back to the office. And before we got to the office, I said to the guy, I think there's a place in Lawrence that's open 24 hours. And he called ahead to make sure that they were really open. It was like, I don't know, I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. It was like 2 or 3 in the morning. And I went in, and they were, by the way, they were busy. There was four or five cars there, and I was still in and out in you know, like 5 or 10 minutes. Awesome. So uh, if, you, if you need a new tire, if something's wrong with your tires, go to Tanaris Tires. Um, also, I want to remind you guys that on December 30th is going to be our anniversary show, and every year on our anniversary we have local police chiefs come in, talk about the opioid crisis, what the opioid numbers are. Um, are, the, are the overdose deaths going up or down? Uh, what has COVID done to uh, mitigate that or make it worse? And we've got a commitment from Chuck Gray in North Andover. We're still waiting for a commitment from uh, Roy Vaskin-Lawrence and Scott McNamara and Methuen if the mayor will let him come on the show. I don't know if the mayor is going to let him come on the show. Um, although he, he talks about being transparent, so I, I would imagine he would let him do it. But after today's show, who knows? Um, TMF is looking for... TMF, the Movement Family, is a group of volunteers who helps the homeless... And uh, they are looking for extra, excuse me, extra large shirts, hoodies, and sneakers uh, size seven and a half. So if you'd like to uh, donate something for the holidays, um, that's something that you can donate. Please take the tags off of them because if you give a homeless person something brand new with a tag on it, you know what they're going to do. They're going to go back and they're going to get the money for it and buy drugs. So don't take the tags off. Take it out of the package, whatever package it's in. And, uh, and if you want to make a donation, you can reach out to me, and I'll get them to Michael or to Nancy, um, and, uh, and we'll, we'll, we'll facilitate that for you. Also, a big shout-out to, uh, to my Nancy. She's not feeling well. So, and, and, oh. and, and I think for the first time ever, she's actually watching the show live today because she's homesick. Uh, so in Methuen, big doings in Methuen. And when I saw the headline in the Tribune, because it's the Tribune, right? So you're not sure how accurate it's going to be. But I have to say, and it's not often I say good things about the Tribune, I have to say, their new Methuen reporter, Alice Corneo, is excellent. So far, of the maybe eight or ten stories that she's broken out of Methuen, they've all been right that I've seen. All, almost all of them have been right. Um, so she wrote a story uh, last, I think it was, I, don't hold me to any time frame because I don't sleep, right? So the only, the only time I know what day it is is on Thursday because that's the day I know I do my show. Every other day I have no idea what day it is, right? So at some point within the last week, the Tribune wrote a story uh, about uh, Methuen misusing COVID-19 money. And so I, I read through the story. They, they, it's $500,000. The city has to return $150,000 that went to restaurants and $500,000 in COVID-19 hazard pay issued to essential employees shortly before the holidays of last year. So they're just a year later, this is government for you, by the way, a city misuses money a year ago. They're just kind of figuring it out now. Wow. Which kind of tells you all you need to know about government, at least, you know, at the state level. Uh, administration and finance officials told uh, Methuen Mayor Neil Perry late Friday, so I guess that would be last week, 
that his appeal of $68,000 in rental assistance from the COVID-19 money uh, given to Methuen residents who face pandemic-related hardships was successful. So before I go any further, because we're really going to rip on Neil today um, and the city council, but, but let's be fair. Some of the money that was used from COVID-19 money in Methuen, very creative and extremely helpful for the community. And I think Neil Perry did an amazing job when he decided that he was going to take some of that money and help people with rental assistance. I didn't get rental assistance in North Andover. And I know a lot of people, businesses and residents, who lived in Lawrence, who live in Andover, who live in Tewksbury, who live in Dracut, who got no rental assistance. And so kudos to Neil Perry on that, on the rental assistance. He did a great job. Also, by the way, he, he decided to take a, a, some of this money and give it to um, – uh, businesses and give them a refund on their licenses. Now, that was something that we talked about here on this show. And that was actually one of the things that I suggested a year or so ago that uh, when he was here, that maybe some of that money could go to help some of these some of these restaurants that were closed. And then when they have to, like at the end of the year, they have to renew their license and, they, and they're still not back to normal yet. And, uh, and Neil thought it was a good idea. I'm sure he probably heard it from a million other people anyway. He did that, but the state said, no, 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 you, you, can't, you, can't use it. you can't use it for that. And so I'm not sure why they're not allowed to use it for that. But uh, apparently this, this caused a big dust up on Facebook. And I'll tell you one thing. If you don't like Neil Perry and you really want to piss him off, go on Facebook. He hates it. He hates it so much that he spent a good portion of yesterday's show reading comments on Facebook and answering the comments on Facebook, which is weird because... He's the guy that tells everybody to stay off Facebook. Don't go to Facebook. Stop posting things on Facebook. And he, he, he re- what he's really trying to say is, please don't talk about me on Facebook. That's what he wants. He's not saying don't, don't post things about what's going on in the community on Facebook. He's saying he doesn't want you criticizing him on Facebook. because. And, and it's, it, the other weird thing, too, is because like, I, I've gotten in, I got to know him before the breakup. Like, I got to know him pretty good. And you know, he always like says this is a bad thing, we shouldn't do this. And then he goes and he does it. And he used to say to him on the side all the time, like, you got to walk the walk. You know, like, kind of like the, the coughing into your hand thing at the, at the meeting a couple weeks ago, where you know, he's telling everybody they have to wear masks, cough into your elbow. He's constantly saying those things, and then there he is not doing it. So um, this caused quite a dust-up. And uh, Neil had a show. He has this little podcast that he does. Um, you know, it, it's weird, because like once... Once he got elected, he was doing this show on a monthly basis, and then, like, he got the idea that, like, I think I'll stop my own show, and then, like, you know, within about a year, he was gone, yeah. right? So, um, he does his own show. It doesn't really work for him, though. Like, my advice, just friendly advice, real seriously, I'm not being a jerk here. He really needs somebody else to host the show and ask him questions, right. because sometimes he just kind of gives these half sentences. He'll say something in a half sentence and then move on thinking that, like, he knows what he meant, but you at home don't really know what he meant. And a lot of times he's talking about ARPA funding, but doesn't explain what ARPA funding is. Um, you know, he, 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 because he's the elected official, he shouldn't be hosting his own show. Somebody, like, get, get um, Joe Ferretra or somebody else that you like or someone that likes you. Uh, and, and I know that that list is, is, is shrinking every day, believe me. But find somebody who can interview you that can ask you the question. Because that was the magic of having him here. He would want to talk about something, and he would talk in shorthand, and I would have to kind of slow him down and say, well, what does that mean for the people at home? And so that 
that made it an educational show. But when he's doing it by himself, there's no one there to do that anyways. Like, here I am trying to help Neil Perry as I'm about to kick the crap out of him. Um, so he had his show. <laughs> Somebody called me last night. It was, I swear to God, it was like 1 o'clock in the morning. And, uh, and this person said to me, I just finished watching Neil Perry's podcast. Did you see it? I said, no, I don't watch it anymore. He said, you have to watch this before your show tomorrow. It's going gonna, it's gonna to provide you an entire show of material. And I said, now, come on. I mean, I've, I've seen it before. It's actually kind of boring. It's like he'll have a guest in and they'll talk about happy things and, you know, stop signs. And, and it's really kind of like, you know, down in the weeds kind of stuff. It's like reading a, a VCR manual or something, you know. But, boy, yesterday he was on fire, and uh, I brought a couple of clips. And the first clip is um, him f- at the very uh, – it's like at the halfway p- point of his show yesterday, he is talking about the $140,000 in uh, restaurant licenses refund that the state says is not allowable. And let's play that for you here, and then we'll talk about what he said. will be approved. Okay. The restaurant licensing refund uh, will probably not be approved. So that's 140,000 that I look in the camera and say, and I look up, you'll hear me say it to the ninth. I do that again. I look at our small business in the city and say, uh, I wonder at a Commonwealth <clears throat> that, that doesn't understand what it is to be a border community. Right? To run a small business right. in this community right. and be locked down because on March 23rd, 2020, the businesses in this community were locked down, shut down. Yet, and I said this to Anna from the phone, you can stand in my backyard and be in Salem, New Hampshire. And Salem, New Hampshire was open. Right? And they were still selling product. I'm trying to encourage people like this gentleman, come do business in Methuen. So I look at you, the citizens, and say, these small businesses are the lifeblood of our community. That $140,000... All ANF is saying, you can't use this pot to do it. Not that it's illegal to do it. So we're going to rectify that. Okay, so here's That's a couple. It's not coming out of your tax dollars. Oh, yeah. Right? Ac- we're ac- going to fix that. Actually, yeah, it is uh-huh. coming out of your tax dollars, okay? Uh, this always pisses me off. Whenever any, and he's not the only one. They all do it. All the politicians do it. They get a grant. Like in Lawrence, they got a grant to do something. And I said, why is the city spending money on this? And they said, yeah, but it's a grant. It's still our tax dollars. It's still our tax dollars. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a bait and switch. It's still our tax dollars. But something that he said in that clip, it, it, it astounded me. He said, I'd do it again. They said it, it wasn't, we couldn't do it, but I'd do it again. So I'm, I'm thinking in my head, what if one of his department heads spent money out of an account they weren't supposed to spend the money out of? And he went to them and said, you're not supposed to spend the money out of that account. And they said, I'd do it again. That person would be fucking fired. I'm telling you right now, you don't know Neil Perry if you think that that's not the case. That person would be fired. And he says, they, they didn't say that it was illegal. They said it was illegal to use it from this pot. Okay, then that makes it illegal. Like, it's another, it's another political doublespeak. And again, they all do it. We just happen to be talking about Neil today, but they all do it, and it's infuriating when they do it. They tell you something, this is wrong, but it's not really wrong. It's kind of wrong, but it's not really wrong. And, and it's all of this obfuscation. It's all, of this, it's all of this smoke and mirrors that, you know, I think the home run for Neil would have been to do a show and go through these things and say, yeah, you know what? We screwed up. 
and here's how I plan to fix it. And at one point, he, he started to go down that road a little bit. He, he said, and I don't have the clip of this particular thing, but he, but he started to go down that road on his podcast yesterday and say, you know, I'd rather not take it out of free cash. There are other ways that we might be able to do that. It, it would have been much better of a home run for him, instead of being so defensive, to come in and say, yep, we screwed up. Um, you know, there was, some, there was some ambiguity here, but it's still on me. The buck stops with me. And here's how I plan to fix it. I'm going to put, you know, 10% will come out of free cash and X, X number of dollars will come from some other fund. I'm going to try and do it in a way that doesn't raise your, your local taxes on your property. That would have been the home run show. I would have come in here and said, wow, Neil Perry did something really great on his show yesterday. And I would have played those clips. But instead, the guy that says there's no us versus them, there's no we, they, all of that stuff that he says that we now know is, is not true. Instead, he starts blaming everybody else. Uh, in the second clip, and that won't be the second clip. That'll be a couple of clips up. I'm just giving you a preview. Um, in the second clip, he says something that's just demonstrably false. And um, I'm going to let you. I'm going to play the clip first, and then we'll talk about what's false. This is clip number two, Chrissy. By the way, the governor job. has taken the liberty of describing what he believes are essential employees, because the order is saying. Due to the emergency outbreak, this is the initiation of the lockdown. Meaning, if you don't fit into one of these essential categories, stay home. Hopefully you're following that. That's from the office of the governor, right? I would remark here that the state house, which is ANF folks sitting in judgment of this, have not been in the state house for some 700 plus days. The city of Methuen never shut its doors. Your mayor went in every day during the pandemic. And most of the city employees were in there as well. Yeah, but they didn't our get the fire, house pay. Our police, our DPW were in there and they were working their asses off. And that's 80% of your municipal workforce. We did not have remote work capability because the computers couldn't do it at City Hall. Much to my chagrin, when I first came in, we were still on Windows 7. And those boobirds out there would probably like to forget that we got cyber attacked in July of 2020, and I had to go to city council, as you recall, which caused an uproar, to get them to spend the money to upgrade the computers. Well, we didn't get through the upgrades until the end of October. So we didn't have remote capability until that time frame. Now, do we have some people that worked remote? Yeah, Absolutely. But the vast majority of people came in every day, and they were scared to death. And I'm going to keep going back to the statistics. Your police, your fire, and your DPW were in there every day. No, they weren't. Right? No. They were the ones running the amb. No, they weren't. Yes, did they work their asses off? Yep, some of them did. But unfortunately, I don't want to say he's lying, but he's certainly not telling the truth. Because... DPW, police, and fire were on reduced work schedules. They already got their hazard pay. They were on reduced work schedules, but they were being paid full-time. We paid, you paid in Methuen, you paid DPW, police, and fire. Full-time salaries to not work full-time. They were on reduced work schedules. So they already kind of got their hazard pay, didn't they? By getting paid for work they weren't doing, didn't they? 
So I don't know, did he just forget? Maybe he just forgot. But what he said was not true. I'm not going to say he's lying because that, that denotes intent. And I have no evidence that, he, that he's lying. He should know better. But, but he's at least, at the very least, he's wrong. And to give the impression to the public that these people need hazard pay because they were in every single day doing their shift during COVID is just simply not the case. And by the way, the people who, by the way, were scared to death, they were scared to death to come in every day in City Hall. City Hall was open every day. Most of those people in City Hall didn't get the hazard pay. The clerks did not get hazard pay. By the way, the schools were closed, but the library stayed open, and Neil Perry visited the library and promised the library people, and I know because they called me the day that it happened. He promised the library people they would get hazard pay because they worked straight through it, and I don't think they got the hazard pay, Chrissy. Pretty sure they didn't. And I know that the schools were all upset. The teachers and the administrators were all upset that none of them got hazard pay. But let's face it, they didn't deserve hazard pay. They didn't work. They stayed home. So why would, why would the schools get hazard pay? Listen, I agree with him that, that, that people work their asses. Some people, some people work their asses off. There are some departments that really kind of didn't. I'm not going to shame anybody. But I know that a lot of people were kind of sitting back not doing a lot because they were scared to death. He's right about that. So the state, state administration and finance told him that hazard pay was okay. That doesn't mean that you can just declare anything hazard, hazard pay, right? Like, they went to the state and said, is it okay that we give hazard pay to essential workers? And the state said, yes, that's okay. But you still have to work within the, within the legal confines of what is considered hazardous duty. Like if a DPW crew has to go out to 213 because there's an oil spill on 213 and they have to suit up in their Tyvek suits to clean the oil up off the highway, they get hazard pay because they did something hazardous, right? People who stayed home weren't doing anything hazardous. Next clip is uh, clip number three. Now, this is a very interesting clip. He's right about one thing on this next clip. Again, and I'm, I'm just going to give you exactly the good and the bad, okay? I'm not just going to kick the crap out of him when he's right. I'm going to say he's right. Um, Neil Perry has done an amazing job with building up the free cash account in the city. He has. And it took a lot of head-banging with the council and fighting with the council to get it done. However, in this next clip, I was very surprised to hear this, he actually admits he's about to, he, he might be about to break his word on something. Number three. Let's make some common sense here. Make the narrative you want. There's a core group of people in this community that they're not going to tell you about our positive free cash position. They're going to try to poke holes in the mayor. This mayor is here to stay. Right? What? Uh, in fact, you got me thinking about third term. That's how positive he got me thinking. Right? I want you to. I was thinking I'll do two more years and I'm going to retire. Now, I think maybe we we need to think about this longer term. So, in other words, maybe because I don't like the way other people are behaving, I might break my word. Because he came on this show and said he was not going to run, and I said, "Yeah, but you'll change your mind halfway through your term." And he said, "No, no, 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 no. My word is my word." And I'm not running for a third term. I've got a lot of things going on. And he keeps saying he's in for the long haul. Listen, he told me himself that when he leaves the mayor's office, he's moving to the beach and selling his house. He's not into Methuen for the long term, okay? I'm sorry, 
but he's just not. And he's doing some good things, and I'm going to be the first one to say what good things he's doing. However, he's not in it for the long term, and he might run for another term. That's a possibility. But if he does, he's, he's kind of breaking his word again. So I don't want to hear any more lectures from the mayor of Methuen about his integrity. I really don't want to hear it anymore. I'm so tired of hearing about him talking about his integrity. It's kind of like when Judy Scano ran around for 10 years talking about transparency. We all know how that worked out. But he is right. He is right about free cash. And he is right that the Eagle Tribune and most members of the press don't give him credit for it. And I don't think up until now I've given him credit for it. So I'm going to give him credit for it. It, it's, it wasn't an easy thing to do. It's not like he just did it and somebody else didn't do it and he came and he just did it. It was a difficult thing to do for him to build up free cash. It was a lot of budget nights of fighting and arguing with the counselors. It was a lot of cost cutting. It was a lot of grant getting. Uh, he, he, he and his staff did a lot of work on doing that. And I want to make sure I give him credit. Um, what's interesting, though, is he gets very angry about people who are negative about anything. Right? Like, I remember he was here one day and I said something about the Democrat Party and he got all upset because I said something negative. Oh, you can't be negative. We have to understand each other. We have to stop being so negative. And in this next clip, it kind of sounds negative. For the city of Methuen. The city of Methuen, unlike the State House, did not close its doors ever. That is the God's green truth. And most of those employees were in there every single day, anxious as could be. You saw the reaction of city council when the city clerk tested positive in November last year for COVID. They immediately canceled the meeting and went to Zoom. I had some councils yelling at me because they had been in my office, you know, time frames after the city clerk. Right? We ensured continuity of operations. We were in there running the business of the city of Methuen every single day. Um, the state house is still closed. So the people who are sitting in judgment here have not been back in to work. Right? I, I respectfully disagree with their assessment. And that's why we've committed, after we had the meeting, to provide them shift-by-shift shift records of our attendance, because we have it. And so our CAFO... And by the record, if you're going to do a character debate in the community, you stick to me. You leave the CAFO alone. She's the finest employee this city has ever had. Well, let's not get silly now, okay? First of all, I like the CAFO. I actually think she's, I actually think she's kind of a stunning woman myself. That's just me. I know most people disagree with that, but I kind of think so. Um, but when you start attacking the people who are making judgments of you, instead of addressing the issues that they raised, you've already lost the argument. And he's attacking now, he's attacked the city council, and now he's attacked administration and finance, which is out of the governor's office, not the people you want to piss off if you're sending appeals in to try to get them to let you spend, to, 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 to say that it's okay, we're going to let you not have to pay back certain money that you've misspent, all right? And he's right that the council went to Zoom. They were a bunch of sissies. They all ran to Zoom the minute they thought that, you know, there was any kind of COVID in the building at City Hall, whatever. But you can't say, I respectfully disagree with their assessment while you're attacking them. Right? I mean, he's attacking 
the administration and finance of the governor's office for disallowing some of his expenditures. And then he says, but I just want to respectfully disagree. Like, Chrissy, you're an asshole, respectfully. (laughs) It doesn't work, okay? And it's kind of interesting that the guy who wants everything to be so positive, this doesn't sound like a very positive show. It actually kind of sounds like a very angry negative show. And, And who knows? Like, maybe he feels justified to be angry. I don't know. I don't know what kind of crap he's getting in text messages or phone calls or, or um, I'm not, I don't think I'm in um, the Methuen Sound Off page anymore. I might be back in because I think Steve Gillis likes me again this week, but it changes every week, so I don't know. Um, so I haven't seen the, the, the crap that uh, Dan Schibler and some of the other people that post there on a regular basis have been giving him. So maybe he feels like he's got the right to be angry, but you know, not for anything. Um, I, if I want to pick on Maggie Dupre, the CAFO, I will pick on Maggie Dupre the Kafo if that's what I want to do. I, I don't know who the hell you think you are to tell other people what they can say and what they can't say, right? She's a public official. She's the Kafo for the city of Methuen. She's fair game. Now, I happen to think that some of the criticism of, of Maggie is, is, is wrongly placed. The buck stops with the mayor. So he says, you want to come after me? Come after me. That's why we're doing that. We're doing that today. We're doing what he, what he wants us to do. And I'm not going to go after the CAFO, although I think the CAFO probably should have known some of this stuff. But maybe she didn't, because I'm not there every day. I, I, it's hard for me not, not being there and not being plugged into the mayor's office to know whether or not, you know, maybe... Because, listen, and again, I like her, but she didn't come to work every day. She did a lot of, she did a lot of work at home. Jane Di Natale was there at midnight every single day. I remember calling her to ask her something about Dave, her husband, does my website. I remember calling her one day. It was like 1130 at night, and she was still in the office. And by the way, where'd that get you, Jana? Where did, where, did, where did all that loyalty and all that extra time that you put in for nothing, where did that get you with this guy? It got you nowhere, all right? So I don't, know why, I don't know where he gets. She's the greatest employee the city has ever had. I know police officers and the one that have been shot that have done maybe a little bit better of a job than, than Maggie Dupre has done, not to diminish her work, but you know, firefighters that run into burning buildings and pull kids out, I think that's you know, probably a better employee than the CAFO, maybe. I'm just saying. you know. Um, he continues his assault on the... Uh, this is... Clip, did we do... We did, that was four, right? We're up to five. So now he's going to continue his assault on, uh, on the administration and finance, A&F, which is a division of the governor's office. And their job is basically to make sure that cities and towns are spending the money this, the way they're supposed to be spending it. I do. So, um, you know, there's more to be heard uh, from ANF. We committed to provide records. Uh, we've had uh, the CAFO and the police and fire pulling those records all day. And uh, I told ANF, as I started to say before, I'm going to take this appeal to the governor. I've talked to the senators. I'm comfortable with the decision I made based upon the information the state gave me, right? No matter what you think of the mayor, they said yes, right? They didn't say yes, but there's conditions. They said yes. We said, can we give essential employees hazard pay? Yes, this is an eligible expense, right? So I'm in it for the long haul. (laughs) <laughs> okay. Yeah. He's going to sell us house and move to the beach, but he's in it for the long haul. All right. So um, here's the thing. They said yes, but they didn't say you could give all the city employees that were essential hazard pay. All right. As I said before, 
Hazard, you can give hazard pay to people that are involved in hazardous things. Police officers and EMTs that were doing hands-on stuff with the public deserve hazard pay, right? The people at the library who, at the very beginning of COVID, and it stayed open, that were dealing with kids that were coming and getting books, they deserved hazard pay. They were doing one-on-one with members of the public. The clerks in City Hall, who you say were scared to death, who were dealing one-on-one with the public, they deserved hazard pay. DPW guys who were out there with the guy that they rode down to the, to the pipe to fix and then worked on a pipe for an hour and a half, I'm, I'm not too sure they all deserved hazard pay. Maybe some of them did, but I'm pretty sure all of them didn't. And I think this is just another, he, another example of he should have just said, you know what, we screwed up. Instead of trying to make it look like, no, 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 we thought we were doing the right thing, we asked them and they said it was okay. You asked the state if it was okay to give hazard pay to essential workers, not all essential workers. And A&F said it was okay, but hazard pay still has to come within the confines of what is hazard duty. I mean, that's just common sense. Like, I know he's very book smart, and he is. He's very book smart, but really life stupid. Like, no common sense at all. And he's very, very angry and very defensive here, and I think that says a lot. I think if he, if he believed that he had done the right thing and he knew he was on solid ground, he wouldn't really kind of sound so angry and defensive. That's just me from someone who actually knows the guy. He got very upset that the Tribune called the hazard pay bonuses, and then he said this. Sorry. Now, the governor's thinking about backdating bonuses, yet here we are in the seat of Methuen, with a dog fight because people want to focus on the negativity. It's time for the community to smarten up. Wow. Right? And recognize that there are pot stirrers that will never be happy as long as they're not running the show. That's really what it comes down to. And my mission, quite frankly, is to keep them from running the show. And that's what I intend to do. Wow. Wow. But I thought there was no we, they. I thought there was no us versus them, Neil. Every single time he was on this show and I said something about one of the councils, he would stop me and he would say, Tom, there's no us versus them. There's no we, they. There's no two teams. We're all the city of Methuen. We're all doing the best that we can. We're all, we all have the best intentions. He must have said it a hundred fucking times while he was here. And every time I would say, Jessica did something wrong, or, or uh, Steve Saber said something wrong or did something wrong. He would stop me in mid-sentence, wouldn't even let me finish. Tom, there's no we, they. There's no we, there's no what, and that's just his inartful way of saying there's no us versus them, that we're all on the same team. Does that sound like everyone's on the same friggin' team? Because it doesn't sound like everyone's on the same team in Methuen to me when I watch that. And when the average person watches his show, I guarantee you they're not getting that impression either. And then he attacks the community and says the community of Methuen needs to smarten up. So now he has attacked the city council, A&F, the governor's office, and the community of Methuen. But he's just tired of the negativity. He's just so tired of the negativity. His mission, he says, is to keep them from running the show. I thought your mission was to represent everybody. I thought your mission was to make sure that the city was running effectively. I didn't think your mission 
was to stop them from running the show. Because actually, that's one of the reasons why we don't speak anymore. Because I was trying to stop them from screwing him. And every time I tried to stop them from screwing him, he threw them a life raft. Every single time. Every sing- In fact, the last time he was here, I brought up the fact that Steve Saber said he would rather people go hungry than get fed the way that he was feeding them out of the COVID money. And Neil, who agreed off the air, said on the air, that's not true. No, 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 that's not true. Tom, there's no we they, Tom. Tom, there's no we they. It's all smoke and mirrors. It's all bullshit now. And the more I think about it, even though I'm live now and I probably shouldn't be thinking about it like this, the more I think about it, the guy's just a liar. I mean, the, he, it's just a lie. He says one thing and then he does the exact opposite and, and in the same, sometimes in the same breath. He's tired of the negativity, but he's attacking everyone. I'm, I'm, I don't know. What, what clip is this? Is this clip six or seven? I know we got five minutes left. This is clip seven. This is the last one. This is the one that I thought was the most amusing. Like, you know, we're, we're, I'm getting all worked up about this, but this is really, really funny. Um, the council's wrong. A and F is okay. Uh, no, no, good. You've got me actively thinking that maybe I should consider a third term for mayor. All right, so I'm going to give that some thought before I commit one way or another. I want to make sure my health is there. Um, but know that if you're out there and you're a citizen of the city of Methuen, my intent is always to try to do the best for the city, not to, you know, pull one over. I can't control what the Eco Tribune prints. I can't control what the Valley Patriot prints. Um, and I don't, right? There are going to be unflattering pieces, and they're going to disagree with me on certain things, and that's fine. Right? I think they're wrong. I think the editorial from the Tribune was way off base, personally. Um, uh, but it is what it is in the end, right? So know the facts. If you're interested in a copy of these charts. Yeah. So here's the thing. I never covered the story. The Valley Patriot never covered this story. This was an Eagle Tribune story. I don't know where he threw us in. I guess maybe he's got me on his brain. I don't know. He's certainly on my brain lately. But think about this. The Tribune's wrong. The Valley Patriot's wrong. The city council's wrong. The governor's office is wrong. ANF is wrong. The community is wrong. Everyone's wrong but him. Everyone's wrong but him. And he says he's in this for the community and nothing else. I would venture to say he's in this to help his friends now, right? There's a certain department head that has uh, a devastating report came out about that he has said nothing about and done nothing about. And in a way, I'm glad because the guy guy involved is a friend of mine, and I hope the guy survives it. But boy, if that was Joe Solomon, he would have been fired the next day. When When the report came out on Joe Solomon, he was put on leave the next business day. I think the report came out on a Friday and on Monday he, he told Joe Solomon to turn in his badge and his gun. But the guy that's his friend, no, we're now day 20 since that report came out. And I'm not going to mention the guy's name because he's my friend and I hope he survives it, but it, it says an awful lot about the mayor when he says we're treating everyone the same and I'm in this for the city and then his, his buddies are getting hazard pay, but the people who aren't his buddies aren't getting hazard pay. And certain restaurants that are friendly with him get certain things, but certain other restaurants that aren't friendly with him don't get certain things. And, you know, when he says, I don't control what the Tribune says, I don't control what the Valley Patriot says, he's right about that, kind of. Because the Valley Patriot, for his first year and a half as mayor, gave him a full page, at no cost, 
a full page to write his own column every month to talk about the things that he thought that the rest of the media was not focusing on, like, for example, free cash, like the great job that he did with free cash. He stopped doing that because I'm Joe Solomon's friend. Right? The minute Joe Solomon was leaving, all of a sudden I was a bastard, and he thought he was going to punish me by pulling his column. He didn't punish me. I filled the space. Where the mayor's column used to be, now there's a column for Lawrence Mayor Brian DePena, and he gets a full page, and he doesn't have to pay, pay a thing for it either. And we're going to help Lawrence the way we were trying to help Methuen as I was getting egg, thro- egg thrown at me every day while I was trying to help Methuen. But that's the difference between Lawrence and Methuen. You help Lawrence, they're eternally grateful, like overly grateful. You help people in Methuen, and they throw eggs at you the first chance they get. So he really can't, con- he really can't complain that the media is not saying the things that he'd like the media to be saying because he had free access to this show once a month, and he had free access to the valley, no matter how mad I was at him. If he submitted a column, I put it in. When he came in, we had him come on. We let him say what he wanted to say. And yeah, we'd mix it up a little bit. But he stopped coming on because I'm Joe Solomon's friend. So does that sound like a guy that's really in it for the city? I think when he started, he was really in it for the city. I think he got co-opted by the Jim McCarty's and the, the insiders that Jim McCarty represents. And now, he's not. I'm sorry, but he's just not. Are we really up? We're, the, t- the show's over already? Wow. So I'm interested to see what he's going to say on his next show. I'm certainly interested to see what's going to happen at the next city council meeting. And by the way, Steve, I hate to say Steve Saber's right about anything, but he happens to be right on this. The buck does stop with the mayor. On the other hand, Mr. Saber, you voted for every single one of these fucking appropriations, every single one of them. The only counselor that raised any concern at all was Jessica. And I'm sorry, I want to give an apology to Jessica Finicaro. I'm sorry. Jessica saw this guy coming a mile away from the very first day, and I didn't believe her. I didn't believe her. And all the times that I've given Jessica a hard time about asking for more information and everything else, she was right. And I was wrong. And Neil Perry was wrong. And the rest of the council was wrong. And I'm not going to speak to like some of the other stuff that she's done that I think are just probably not good stuff. But the bottom line is, you have a city council there that's supposed to be the, the last... The, the, last, uh, uh, the last stop for the taxpayers. They're supposed to be the checks and balances on the mayor. And they voted for all this stuff. And now the state says you got to pay it back. And he can say it's not coming out of your tax money. It's coming out of your tax money. I want to thank our sponsors. Uh, do we have the sponsors here? I don't know. I don't even have it up yet. I'll see if I can do it from memory. Uh, oh, uh, by the way, Pleasant Valley Landscaping. My good friend Dave Id Consoli is desperately looking for workers at Pleasant Valley Landscaping. Please give them a call if, you, uh, if you're interested in doing some landscaping, and he's paying a boatload of money, too. If I was physically able, I would be out there doing landscaping right now, given the money that he's offering. McLennan Real Estate Century 21, AFC Urgent Care. I love Lisa Williams. She's awesome. We're, gonna, we're trying to help her get a billboard in Lawrence. I met with Brian DePena the other day. We're going to try and help her get a billboard in Lawrence, and she's going to actually start a scholarship. Um, uh, she's going to use the money from the, that they're going to make on the billboard to, uh, to give a scholarship in Lawrence. Wow. Marsan and Sun Construction, EIS, Investigation and Gun Training. By the way, good Christmas present. Get a gift certificate from EIS, Gun Training and Investigations. Uh, it's a good... Uh, Borelli's Deli, I'm going there for my tortellini salad and, um, and the hot sausages. Tomo and Happy Crab, Clear Path for Veterans New England. A free shout-out to Sullivan Insurance and... Tanaris Tires. Thank you guys at Tanaris Tires for taking care of me yesterday. Chrissy, I'll see you next week. Yeah. It sounds like Melvin Taylor says you got to go home.
So go home already. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.